Hello and welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco, and with, with me always is my co-host, Jacob Belleville. Hey, Jacob. Hello. What's going on? Oh, seems like everything, but we're, we're uh, slowly making our way towards football being back in season, so very exciting times. Week zero is just around the corner. It seemed like it would never get here. And here we are. I'm. Give me all the QB yeah. battles. Give me everything. I want. Just give me football. Give me bad football. I, I'm just like, where is it? I just, have nothing to do other than watch football right now. If you want to watch bad football, I mean, I didn't watch any preseason, but you can watch Tennessee Titans and uh, their their rookie sensation at quarterback. I watched every minute of Malik Willis. Yeah? You're, you're going to build your franchise around him? I mean, I know Grimm would like to. I mean, he traded him. Brett's the only one that actually believes in him. Not true. <laughs> but you got any plans this weekend? We're recording this on Wednesday night. No plans. Wife goes back to school here next week, so um, probably take it easy and take the kids to the park or something like that yeah i got not a lot going on the wife wants to go to uh farmer's market so probably try to do that that's about the extent of my things do yard work things like that mowed tonight and it was nice and cool out kind of reminded kind of reminded me of uh football season it's it's here do you have irrigation no oh it the grass is, does not need mowing up here in Ankeny, Iowa. You guys are just completely dead grass, or what? Oh, it's crunchy. Yeah, it we out there. Over here in Muscatine, Iowa, it's uh, I mow my front yard about every th- three days, and the backyard about once a week. Yeah, just... that, <laughs> that's not happening here. Well. Hopefully you get some rain. As as dads, we talk about, you know, hey, we we need that rain for our yard. Never got so excited until I became a, a homeowner. Yeah, I really need that rain. Well, we'll get on to it with uh, stop boring everybody with our rain talk. But we'll get into some NCAA news. So we got a lot of news happen this week. Arian Smith has ankle surgery. He's going to be out for a little bit the beginning of the year Um, don't know what kind of ankle surgery it is but hey i broke my ankle didn't need surgery it took me a long time to get back we'll see um how he does but ian is that owner um travion rudolph for um niu he is going to miss the 2022 season with a knee injury so sorry brett on your loss as you drafted him in your supplemental draft Everybody's favorite person, the lightning rod of talk, Aggie Hall, has been suspended indefinitely. Um, I just, like, he didn't do, like, I don't know, it's not that bad. He tried to take a boot off of his car and got, quote-unquote, arrested by the campus police. Like, I don't really know what any of that means. I've done plenty of dumb stuff in my life, but, like, this is pretty dumb. 
and you gotta think of like, hey, if you're Hall, you've kind of had all these chances. You gotta kind of like know like maybe this is something I shouldn't do, as opposed to somebody who maybe has a clean record. So he's suspended indefinitely, and kind of piggybacking off of that, Isaiah Nayor has a knee injury. He's gonna miss the season. Um, again, Brett drafts him in the supplementals. So, sorry again, Brett, having a rough start to your year, and the year hasn't even started. But do you think that maybe lights something under Stark and is like, hey, maybe, Hall, you can come back a little bit sooner than we wanted to? What are your thoughts? For sure. I mean, they're going to fill out their roster, and they're going to put the best players on the field. And so if, if Hall's that and it gives them a chance to win, then great. The bigger issue is, hey, Ajay, get out of your own way. He's He needs to understand that his behavior or his, I don't know. So what I... He needs, he needs to understand that, like, he's causing his own hurdles for him to get paid by the NFL. Yep. And what I heard you say earlier was, you know, hey, you got to, you know get the best guys on the field. So everybody in the league has heard it here first. Jacob Belville thinks Quinn Ewers starts week one for Texas. Is that what I just heard? I don't think anything when it comes to quarterbacks. (laughs) I don't trust any of them. You can have all the talent in the world, but there's, there there are certain needs to that position that... Sometimes game managers have long careers in the NFL. Why? Why is that? It's not all about talent at that at that position. I think we'll and we'll probably talk about it a little bit next week. But I think that battle there in Texas, quote unquote battle, um, we saw what Hudson Card did last year. Like we kind of know what he is, and I would almost comp him in general, not play style or anything, but just like Jimmy Garoppolo. Like he's not gonna go out there and lose you the game. They're gonna forty ers are gonna roll out Trey Lance because they want that ceiling. While the floor could be really low, lower than Jimmy's, the ceiling's way higher. And I think that's kind of the same concept with Quinn. It's like, hey, your ceiling's gonna be way higher. If you want to win, you should probably roll Quinn out there sooner rather than later. I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, the 49ers did roll out Jimmy Garoppolo over Trey Lance. Well. They took him at pick three, and they didn't start him one game. The other thing, so he took two snaps last year with Ohio (laughs) State. So, for all intensive purposes, he hasn't played, he didn't play the COVID year, right? So he hasn't played for like two years, I think, technically. And he's in a competition with a guy who started for Texas last year. So for all intensive purposes, he is a freshman. He was getting, I think it was third or fourth string reps at Ohio State. You know, not getting starter reps. But... He's making it a competition. There's not a lot of people coming in, quarterbacks coming in as freshmen, making competition battles. 
No, and that's kind of where I'm at with it. Even if yours isn't the guy to start the season or even the entire season, it does nothing about his NFL potential and his Devi prospects. Like, those are still intact. So, and, and big Ohio State fan, Matt Bruning, he kind of dropped that piece of knowledge of like, hey, if you were to compare him as a, I don't want to take that as my idea, that's something that Matthew Bruning had had said um, from campus to Canton, but he's, all intents and purposes, kind of like a freshman and, and doing pretty well. So, we'll see. I think if Texas rolls out Hudson Card week one, week two, like, they're not looking to win a national championship this year. If you're looking to win a national championship, you're going to put out your ceiling players and go from there. So, moving on, Kamar Wheaton, um, Alabama transfer, who's at SMU, I believe. Um, He's out of his non-contact jersey for the first time this week. So, Patrick, you're getting a healthy running back back in the mix. British Brooks, North Carolina, non-contact injuries. Corey drafted him at the end of our supplemental draft. Um, So, tough luck there. But then kind of leads to the door being open for some freshmen. Um, Sophomore this year, Caleb Hood might get some run. And then you've got Amarian Hampton and George Petaway. And, Jacob, I'll let you talk a little bit about Hampton because I know you're you're a big fan of Amarian. Yeah, I think the only the only question I had as a, I don't know, before a freshman draft, the only question I had was his speed. Everything else looked awesome with Amarion Hampton. So I know he did get to the team a little bit later than Petaway. Yep. So I think I think both of those guys could probably take that role and kind of run with it. To be honest, I I agree. I think. I think this year people might be surprised about North Carolina. I just don't think they're going to be that good um, in general. I mean, they weren't all that great last year, but it sounds like there's a, still a quarterback competition, and I just I just don't anticipate seeing a, a lot of wins. Like, they'll be average, I think, over there in the ACC. Yeah, uh, it's still good to see, like, freshmen getting run, period. Yep. So... That'll be fun for both those managers. Um, my hot take last week was Doge finishes as a top. I think it was a top twenty quarterback. Let me let me look that up. Yeah, top twenty quarterback, and uh, he enters the transfer portal about one week before the college football season starts. So I will now pivot to Austin Reed, who looks to be the. Uh, Presumed starter there. He's a transfer from a D two school, so going D two to D one, I imagine you know that's not easy to do. Um, kind of similar to Cam Ward over at Washington State. Um, so I will now move Austin Reed into the Doge spot. I just like the system, so I don't really care about. The ability of the quarterback itself, I think the system's going to make that quarterback a top 20 this year. Um, Miles Brennan, again, a week before college football starts, walks away from football. He was in the transfer portal 
then came out of the transfer portal to stay at LSU. So that led me to believe he was going to be the starting quarterback for LSU. Like, why, you know, kind of like Tank Bigsby comes out of, hey, I'm going to transfer. No, okay, I'm going to stay. The only way I stay is if I'm told, like, hey, you're going to be, the, you know, the starter. And now it looks like he's being beat out and he's just, you know what, I'm done. I'm not playing football anymore. So hopefully he, you know, enjoys life after football. But this now leaves a quarterback battle for Nussmeyer on Grimm's team and Jaden Daniels on your team uh, transfer from Arizona State. Do you have any thoughts or opinions on that battle? Yeah, not too many thoughts or opinions other than I'm not expecting much out of LSU. I would love if John Emery happened this year, but that entire team, I I can't get behind it. It's going to be a brutal watch. I'm usually with uh, Kelly. He f- features kind of one r- wide receiver, presumably Boutte, assuming yep. you know everything's working well. But like he blew it up like the first. I think he only played like five and a half games and led the team in touchdowns for the year, and maybe even led the team in receiving yards. Just Blew it up. So, I don't think Kelly's a bad coach, but I think there's going to be like a year or two where they got to rebuild some stuff. I do like a lot of their wide receivers that they are bringing in for next year. So they're start they're starting their rebuild. For sure. Yep. Um, Trevante's citizen suffers a quote unquote significant injury and will be out some time. I think today maybe it came out that he's going to be out for the season don't know what it is but I really I drafted him in our supplemental league in the first or second round pretty you know pretty high um really liked him in that room because they had some guys transfer out there at the University of Miami and new coaching staff comes in and he was their guy and he was the only guy that was their guy. So I, I liked that. So that's unfortunate hearing that he's going to be out for the year. Wasn't expecting to get much out of him, but I'd much rather have a non-injured player versus an injured player. Um, then he's a free agent. Evan Pryor, running back out of Ohio State, he uh, also suffered a season-ending injury. The only thing to note here is now that I believe that leaves three scholarship running backs on the on the squad. Um, I don't even know the third one. I got Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson. So I don't know if this is kind of maybe more for Miles or uh, Mayan. Mayan Williams. But uh, Travion Henderson had a couple maybe one concussion last year that he kind of sat out a little bit for. I mean, maybe this means he gets more run. Maybe they split up and maybe Travion Henderson's maybe not as big of a fantasy star this year. But anyways, some interesting news nonetheless. So that does it for college news that I have. 
Jacob, is there anything that you had that I maybe missed? For college? Yeah. No, not really. All right. I mean, there's a, there's a whole lot going on right now, and it's like I just want the depth charts to come through for week zero and week one and get it underway. Can't but. wait to see all the ores. This, like, last year was my first year really digging into college depth charts, and it was just like Jacob Belleville starts or Luke Probasco starts. Sometimes the ores can be a little exciting, though. Yeah. If you have an ore that's like a freshman or a sophomore that you weren't expecting, ooh. <laughs> it's like a, a cold wind over your lap. That's right. Yeah. All right, you want to take us into some NFL news? NFL news, again, not a ton. I did see that teams were starting to have basically their, you know, joint practices, and I saw some fights out there, so that's awesome. means football's back. Um, then you got James White retired. I believe he's on Chad's team. I've been hearing buzz that Ramondre is going to be getting the James White role. The reality is, is that Ramondre is not the receiving back to get the full James White role. So he's going to be the receiving back there, but he's not going to just automatically get all the volume that James White was able to get, in my opinion. Plus, it's a Patriots running back. Do you want any of them? I don't know. Well, kind of kind of the unique thing about Ramondre is he's going to get run at running back as well as that receiving and third down back role. So he might be the guy to own there. He's still probably going to be outside your you know, RB2 range, Yep. you know. I hear you. Yeah. He'll be good for bye weeks. Yep. Um, Kamara may avoid a, spe- uh, a suspension. I We've touched on this. Basically, the court process is going so slow with Kamara that, <laughs> that he's probably going to play a full 2022 and then probably serve his suspension in 2023. So kudos to Chad for making uh, his, his trade last week to get Kamara help him out this week or this year and just look look at 2023 kudos for this year next year you still have the same problem to deal with so um yeah uh zach wilson had basically a bone bruise on in in the preseason game so kind of best case scenario when you watched it on film because I saw a lot of people saying that it's definitely an ACL. But for it to be a bone bruise, he'll be back. And frankly, some of my dynasty teams actually really need him. So he actually just got yesterday, got um, his meniscus trimmed. So he'll be out for four to six weeks, which will put him... They said he might come back for week one, but I don't think he comes back for week one. It's going to be Joe Flacco wheels up, jets up. So, yeah. I don't know if. Which, I mean, that's still best case scenario because the other scenario is he's out for the year. Yeah. So. And then, um, I actually, this is on the show sheet. London had a knee injury. Drake London, I'm guessing. Yep. On tweets. Yep. So, I don't know the specific specifics of that one and that one was just minor like it happened pretty early and then they sat him down and then they didn't let him practice this week just like you just sit there and rest up wear your tennis shoes and 
So he has he's not doing much. So I could see him just being kind of shut down for the rest of the preseason. Yeah, and uh, Traylon Burks actually had kind of a knee injury today. So he caught that big, insane one-handed pass uh, going downfield, and then I guess he was limping. So we'll see if he's actually practicing for practicing much or even participating in preseason games. Gotcha. Uh, the we've got Kadarius Tony and Miles Sanders both kind of nursing a hammy. Um, I feel like that's par for the course for both those guys. They've yeah. always got something. Yeah. Miles Sanders, I'm an Eagles fan. He's always got something that is nagging at him that's keeping him either from practice, preseason, or games. And it annoys me because I actually think he's a really good running back. Okay? And, and, could, and Tony, if you remember back to last year, he had like day one, like a foot issue with like his shoe – and then he was missing time, and then year two, hey, we got a hammy. Got a fast guy who's got a hammy issue, and I've I've expressed it before. But I'm if you're a pre-camp hammy injury guy, I don't really want you at all. Like more so redraft. I know we're doing you know dynasty here, but like that means I don't really anticipate you producing a lot on the NFL side this year. Like hey. I'm more looking for next year, and Tony had some games, but also, like, I think there were, like, four games that you wanted to use all year, and Miles Sanders had a whopping zero touchdowns. I'm I'm kind of getting nervous about my hot take last week of him and Pitts combining for over one touchdown this year. Pitts is going to have, like, ten. <laughs> It'll be fine. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just bizarre how some some players just struggle with this kind of stuff. Like John Ross coming out of college, absolutely was a lot of people's like dynasty wide receiver that they or dynasty rookie that they had to have, and then he just gets these hamstring and soft tissue injuries like his entire career. I feel like you had some love, a lot of love for John Ross, and it took it took a little bit for you to just let go. Mm, I got in late you got on Jones. I got in on that like four game stretch where he was wide receiver two, and then uh, I tried to pump him up so I could trade him. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Kenneth Walker has a I don't know if it's a groin, sports hernia, whatever it is, but he also had this weird thing happened where they said he was getting surgery, but it wasn't related to the hernia. I don't know what to make of all the reports, I guess. That's a lie. If it is hernia surgery, he's going to be out a while. He's not going to be hundred percent. And we talked about this before. Like it's, it's, it's gotta be a hernia, like sports hernia. And it's going to probably be something similar to what Rashad Bateman had. Something I would keep an eye on. I don't know if it'll get reported at all, but I believe there's a doctor, I don't know his name, in Philadelphia who, like, is the guru for hernias. So if you see that he goes to Philadelphia at all, he definitely had a sports hernia and it had surgery, for sure. What if he's like, I didn't get surgery on my hernia, 
I just got LASIK. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it's, Pete Carroll is just a clown when it comes to some of this stuff. And, like, the other crazy part is he just always, like, pumps up his guys. Like, now once he gets back to the facility and whatnot, be like, oh, he's great. He's, you know, he's trending for week one. Like, he'll be there. And then week one will happen. It's like, ah, he, yeah. He's looking good for week two. He's looking good for week two. Week two will come. Week three is definitely his week. He's coming back in week three. I think he misses, like, six games at least. At least. And, yeah, Pete Carroll. Chris Carson has the best hands on this team. Meanwhile, Doug Baldwin, Richard Sherman are both on that roster. What are you talking about? He's just he's, He just talks out of his, I don't know. As a 49ers fan, could care less. Whatever, whatever they they're doing over there. Is that? I think that's it for NFL news. All right, so we'll get into our league news. Uh, we're we're approaching the start of our college season. We got week zero starting here. Just wanted to remind the league since I've got a few people who have reached out. We voted on this, so the fact that you don't remember, it's like, what are you guys doing? You guys voted on it, but we have increased our waiver claims from two to four. Your four waiver claims can be made at any point during the, um, I think it's the regular season, once once the playoffs start, they're, actually no, I think you can make them in the playoffs too. I'll have to read the bylaws. Tweet, I'll let you read those. You can tell the the league chat um, what those are, but... It starts after week one. So once week zero starts, you want to make a waiver claim, can't. It's got to be after week one. That's what the league voted on. That's what we're doing. So if you happen to make a claim before then, I will put everything back. So just remember after week one, I'll put something in the group chat like, hey, depending on when we do our podcasts and whatnot, I'll mention at the podcast, hey, we can do waivers. Usually we're doing these on Wednesdays. We have waivers run Tuesday through Fridays at 5 p.m. Central Time. Yeah, and the week zero doesn't count, right? Correct. Week one is truly week one, not... Okay. Yep, so if you have, um, like, North Carolina, we've got... Nate's got Josh Downs. uh, I think maybe Tweet's got Drake May. Um, like this North Carolina guys doesn't doesn't count. It's week week one is when everything starts. So something I just wanted to to put out there. Um, no trade of the week. We had no trades this week. So Nate, pretty disappointed in you. I know you tried, but no cigar with me. I'm I'm, I'm hoping that you can get something else done with with some guys this week. But now we're going to get into kind of our our topic of debate two weeks ago in the group chat was about nickel and diming. So we we had a league poll. So how peek behind the curtain, here's how it all started. I don't know when Grim uh, started getting caught up on podcasts, but I called uh, Grimming, a.k.a. Nickel and Diming, and he was like, you do it too. Give him an emoji of, like, A-OK. 
and it kind of went from there. And I just after that, I just posted in the group chat. In trading, who do you feel does the most nickel and diming, Grim, or the field? There's ten of us in this league, so it's either nine of these guys or Grim, and only eight voted. I did anonymous, so I didn't have to worry about hurting anybody's feelings for all you snowflakes out there. And eight of the eight people who voted is voted Grim. So that's Grim. That's why I call it nickel and diming. I mean, I've got I've got some of my own, you know, experiences, and obviously the rest of the league does too. So that's why I call it nickel and diming. So, we also mentioned at the end of the last podcast, if you have any um, nickel and diming examples, to call 1-800-CASUALS-2-DEGENERATES. And we had one voicemail. I don't have the software to like play all the you know voicemail, but this, this came from a guy named Kevin didn't leave his last name he just left it as Kevin um he was in a league with a guy and he tried and he was he says it's a keeper league there's 17 rounds to it he says hang, you, on. hang on Kevin that's not someone in our league is it not this league but it might be a different league that we're in wow but he so, didn't leave his, he didn't leave his last name all he said was so, Kevin so we're seeing a pattern of behavior here. Well, I don't, I don't know who it was with. He didn't tell me who it was. Gotcha. So it could be anybody. Could be anybody. But he said he traded two picks for two picks. He said this league three keepers, seventeen rounds. You have to have seventeen picks. Okay, sounds like a weird format. He was telling me about the rules. I was like, I can't follow any of these rules. Too many rules. I asked him if he had somewhere that I could read. Where they were, he's like, no, we got no bylaws, nothing like that. I was like, wow, that sounds like a wild league. So he tries to trade his 10th round pick and an 11th round pick for an 8th and a 16th round pick. Again, whatever, middle rounds, who cares. The 8th round pick is he wanted the 801. This guy counters... Or, or woman, I guess I don't know who it is, and says, I will, it's got to be 802. Can't be 801. It's got to be 802. It's one, one pick in a 17-round draft where there's three keepers. Um, he didn't mention if it was 10 or 12 rounds, or 12, 10 or 12 people, but you assume that there are, you know, Upwards of thirty people already kept. So, like, who are you? Who are you getting at that point? Like, I get it if you're at like two hundred one, but in the eighth round, that that came off as nickel and diming, and and I I appreciate you, uh, whoever Kevin is that uh, put this out there. I I really appreciate it, Jacob. Do you have any thoughts about that? Do you feel like that's nickel and diming? I mean, I feel like this is nickel and diming one hundred one. Honestly. I probably would have broken my number two pencil. That's I would, be, I would have been furious. It's I just I don't. Like what are we doing? Like okay, if that's what makes you feel good about it, 
whatever. And then I have a nickel and diming. I'm not going to name anybody's name. I'm not going to say pick numbers or anything. I mean, granted, all these were all traded at some point anyways. But I had a in our supplemental draft for for this year, I was approached to give up a fourth round, a fifth round, a ninth round, and I would get a player in return. I was like, okay, well, my fourth round pick that they wanted was pretty high. I'm, I already owned most of the first round, so like I kind of already know who's roughly going to be in that area. So I was like, hey, I do a little bit of nickel and diming my, my own. I'm like, hey, if you move it to the last pick in the fourth round, that's cool. And they're like, well, if you're going to do that, I'm going to need that ninth round to now be an eighth round pick. It's going to be a full round draft pick. And... They're like, will you do that? And I was like, well, I don't really want to because I feel like now I'm being nickel and dimed. But, like, sure, whatever. I'll do it. I'm not here to be an asshole. Get the deal done. Feel great about it. Other other person feels great about it. Then later, I approach the same manager and let's see here. Let me, let me let me get my spot back here. No, that manager reaches out again to me, wanting 105 from me. And I don't remember all the details of it, but it, like, I would be getting a fourth would be the highest pick I would get back, a fourth round. Um, so I came back with like, if I'm giving up 105, like. I know who that's going to be, roughly, or who I want it to be. My At this point, my my numbers of picks are starting to become names. And, like, if you move it to a third, hey, we can do that. And the same courtesy was not given to me. And it was I was told, no, there's no counter... And had you just accepted, had you not countered, I would have, like, that would have been the deal. Like, I told you that was the best I could do, but I know for a fact this owner has said, this is the best I can do with other managers. And turns out, like, they end up going back and giving more and more and more. So giving your best isn't actually giving your best. So. I have a take about that. What's that? The sexiest word anyone could ever hear is no. It just makes you want that pick more. You know I what? Mean, I, I I agree. I think I do a trade for Jameer Gibbs and a bunch of first-round picks because I'm high on Jameer Gibbs just for the receiving talent. But the same same token, I, I had to keep myself from like upping the offer because you said no. It's the, it's it's reality. And and, and kind of like what you mentioned, you had Deuce Vaughn, and I traded you Deuce Vaughn, and I pestered you like all the time, like, all right, hey, what are we doing? What are we doing? How am I getting him today? And you're like, no. I'm like, oh, fuck. like if you want somebody, like you'll do it. Yep. And that's the best part of C2C leagues is plant your flag on your guy. It doesn't really matter how much it costs you because, honestly, you could be giving up 
Chuck. Yeah, it could be five freshman picks that never turn out to anything. You don't know. So. Yep. Do you have any uh, any examples in any leagues, uh, Jacob, of nickel and diming? Mm, not recent examples, so I don't really want to share them. But I mean, if it's a player that I really want. I'm going to continue to up my offer until I get them. That that That's the way it was with Kyle Pitts when I was trading with Dennis, I believe. Um, I probably would have kept upping my offer <laughs> if he told me no. But is I there, mean, like, a cutoff that you have? Like, you know, like, hey, like, I'm not going above this. Yeah, eventually. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you what the cutoff is for that particular player, to be honest with you, because... He's one of my guys, but, yeah, I mean, my other Dynasty League, I just made a huge offer for CMC and got him. But the reality is it puts me in position to actually win the league this year. So I I don't care about trading away Dalvin Cook, and I don't care about trading away, um, I think I traded away Juju. That was the package. That's a lot to pay, but I want, I want the production out of one person. One position. Gotcha. What and what are your thoughts with just you know nickel and diming when it comes to more so? I think we see nickel and diming coming from draft picks. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm going to adjust a little bit this year because um, I this year I didn't know what picks were going to be important. I had one previous supplemental draft with 14 teams. And it was about three and a half rounds to four rounds of 14 guys that, hey, these were pretty good picks. And then after that, it's like back to our original startup draft in rounds like 25 to 45. It's like, all right, I'm sifting through. Who am I going to find? Yep. So I know I'm going to change my approach a little bit next year, but... Let's hear your thoughts on just the concept of nickel and diming. I get it. We all do it to an extent. Like I kind of, yeah. I talked about my me doing it a little bit with that first draft, but but I want to hear hear your thoughts. I agree with that. I think nickel and diming doesn't bother me if there's like a big asset that is part of the deal. If you're trading away Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson or someone like that or Kyle Pitts. You should be nickeling, nickel and diming, because those are those are assets that you should actually probably get a bigger return than you ever thought. Yep, that's going to make you want to. What's going to make me want to get rid of the best player at that position? Like you said, I want that production from one person, while Dalvin Cook and Juju combined might equal a CMC. I'm getting that from one position while you might tear down in another area. Now, if we're just talking about picks and supplemental picks, it drives me nuts when we're talking about basically bi-week fill-ins in a trade, and then I start getting nickel and dimed. Like, who cares? Who cares about Gabe Davis right now? I understand that he's on the upswing, but you're not going to get you know, a second or third supplemental pick from me you're just not 
Yeah, so I'm... That, that, that's when I generally just kind of stop the conversation, but... Yeah, I'm... I'm going to be less about nickel and diming, um, but I have now identified, you know, we do have a few managers that will do it, so, like, I will nickel and dime them back, and won't feel won't feel bad about it at all but like some guys i deal with it's like hey you know i always say if you're uncomfortable with a draft like a a trade that's when you it's a good trade so it's like hey if you want to throw in a supplemental dart throw at this point round six and beyond like that would make me feel a little bit better. In reality, that six-round pick probably doesn't matter at all. I mean, like to me, I think Albert Aqui Boonum or whatever, however you say his name. I say Aqui Boonum. I don't know if that's right. Aqui Boonum, whatever. <laughs> it's it's awkward. Anyways, Albert O in Denver has a very real possibility to be a top ten tight end this year. The reality is, if someone came to me and wanted to acquire him, I'm not going to nickel and dime you over it because I don't think he's a top three tight end. Not like that. He's not Darren Waller. He's not Kyle Pitts. He's not Travis Kelsey. He's not any of that. So if you try and nickel and dime me to get Albert O, then I'm going to feel a certain way about it. What about if you're going to nickel and dime somebody over like like a Travis Kelsey, a guy that – we kind of talk about of, hey, he's good, but has he hit that cliff? And is he going to fall off? Would you nickel and dime over that? Because, he, hey, he's an elite asset right now at that position. Potentially, yeah. Depending on my like mindset around that player. But if we're talking about, I mean, if we're talking about middle of the pack, pack players, which there's a lot of them that a lot of people are high on, but they really don't have the ceiling to be like your top of the position. Um, I'm not going to nickel and dime about those guys. The reality is like we start so many flex positions. I think I figured it out mathematically. If your flex player isn't scoring you over 12 points, he's almost worthless. Think about that for a second. Because I had a ton of flex players that weren't doing that last year. And we have five five flex guys. For, yes. So, actually, with five, I think it was closer to ten, 10. points per game. But but that's a lot. Like you, that's a that's a good player. And that's what that's how Ian won it last year. He had those flex guys scoring those ten or more points. Yeah. So, well, that's that's all we got. shorter episode. That's all we got. Jake, was there anything else that you wanted to? talk about with you know concept of nickel and diming trading in general trade etiquette anything like that Mm, nope other than uh, Antonio Brown is Jesus at Red Rocks facts hashtag facts Um, thank you guys for for listening this week and Jacob and I want to say thank you today we went over a hundred downloads so we've had eight episodes to this point drop this is episode 19 um, averaging 25 downloads a week so there are 15 of you out there downloading them a week that we appreciate it 
Um, don't know how fun it is to listen to a league that you're not in, but we really appreciate it. Um, if you have anything that you would like to hear that you're not in the league and you want to hear us talk about, feel free to reach out. I'll post this on, on Twitter and in a couple forums and see if anybody's got anything for us. But um, really appreciate that. If you can, go out and give us a five-star review. I don't care if you think we suck. It helps um, get us on the map a little bit. And I don't even care if you listen to us. Just download it. I'm here for the downloads. Use Starbucks Wi-Fi, too. We don't want to cost you money. Just download it when you got free Wi-Fi. Yeah. So our next episode, uh, Jacob and I have kind of gotten this groove of doing Wednesdays. I think during the season we're going to do it on Wednesdays because we'll have waivers run on Tuesdays for the NCAA with our first waiver, you know, pick. So we can talk about that stuff on, on Wednesdays. We'll have the NFL wrapping up Monday nights, things like that. So we'll try to do all that. Haven't really figured out what we're going to do next week for our for our podcast, but we'll figure that out. Then the following week we'll do a preview. We'll do whatever NFL news there is and then a preview to our week one matchups on the NCAA side. And then uh, season's here. Football's here. As uh, the great Russell Wilson would say, let's ride. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Jacob, we got anything else? That's it. All right. Well, hey. Thanks for listening to the uh, the Casuals to Degenerate podcast. As always, I'm your host, Luke Probasco. That's Jacob Belleville, and this is your weekly reminder to start your studs. Good night. <laughs>